What is going on, you guys? I thought I'd just put out a quick video here while I'm eating dinner. I got the house to myself tonight, which is freaking awesome. I think my dinner is pretty awesome too, actually. That is halibut that we caught, you know, on our fishing trip. And then here's some Taiwanese cauliflower or Taiwanese broccoli. I don't know. I think it's Taiwanese cauliflower. If you've seen this before, it's literally like a broccoli and a, and a cauliflower had a baby. That's, that's what it is. But I wanted to come film my thoughts as a financial influencer. So as a finfluencer, which is getting a very, very bad rap. Like it's almost embarrassing. It was kind of cool for the first little while to be a, a finfluencer. Now when I tell people I'm a finfluencer, I almost like don't want to tell them that. It's like, mm, because they are getting a very, very bad rep. And, you know, I think for a lot of people could make the argument that, you know, we all play a part in it. We all are, are you know, adding fuel to this narrative. And in many cases, rightfully so. Basically, if you're not up to speed, I mean, I'm sure you guys all are for those that are avid YouTube viewers, but the situation over, particularly in the States, this is mainly the US influencers. They are under a lot of scrutiny right now because FTX, the the crypto exchange is going going bad, as well as BlockFi, I even read actually crypto.com too. But basically these big cryptocurrency exchanges were doing some shady stuff and these Finfluencers were pushing them out to their audiences. And I wanna give kind of like a fair critique. I see a lot of videos like totally slamming these guys. Haven't really seen any, you know, people speak up, stick up for them or speak up for them. And that's not what I'm trying to do either. Like I, I believe these folks over, especially in the States are at fault and they should be sorry. And they did mess up in a big, in a big time. They didn't do their deal diligence. They either didn't know what they were talking about. They were lured in by the money, you know, hopefully on this channel, not to talk about me all too much, but we really don't do all too many sponsors. Like literally on a daily basis, we get sponsors. I've never promoted, you know, cryptocurrency stuff because I don't do cryptocurrency. I don't know enough to go out and, and, and share this with you guys. It's been lucrative, it's been exciting, but I don't talk about that. There was actually one that I did, you know, I think it was back in 2019, like when I was a much smaller YouTuber called Masterworks and I actually regret doing that one. That was like the one sponsor that I regret working with because, you know, I was much smaller at the time and it was very lucrative you know, they offered me, I think it was a thousand bucks back in the day. And I was like, yeah, but now I realize like, was it worth it? Probably not. It was, it was worth it because I learned like, Hey, you know, only talk about stuff you promoted and whatnot uh, and really believe in. And that's why on our channel, we don't talk about crypto stuff. We rarely talk about real estate, this or that, because I don't really know all too much about real estate. We talk about the boring financial topics, um, the basics, stocks I'm buying, stocks I'm researching, just stuff within my realm of, of, of knowledge and it's definitely more on the boring side. I really do my best to try not like clickbait you guys with like these crazy titles. Obviously from time to time you do try, that's part of the job is to like try and entice people. But I hope you guys recognize like I, I try my best to keep things boring and just straight to the point because in my opinion, that's how investing should be done. It should be boring. It's not sexy. Uh, that was kind of on off on a tangent. Let's start with this. I think it's very easy in hindsight to say everybody should have known that you know FTX was a scam and that it was a, a, a fraud and that these people were, again, I'm, they, I still think they're liable, but it's easy to just put all the blame and all the fault on them. And <clears throat> I'll just be completely honest with you guys without knowing all too much about FTX. And again, not knowing too much about the crypto space, I thought FTX was pretty darn legit just from being a, a person in this world. You see it everywhere. You see these you know sponsorships. 
I watched a lot of uh, MLB, you know, the playoffs, well, really the whole season, but MLB baseball, excuse me. I watched a lot of Major League Baseball and I constantly saw these umpires like on a very large scale sponsored by this, this company. I know even as a basketball fan, I believe it was the Miami Heat that was sponsored or in partnership with FTX. Like you see these big credible establishments that are, you know, partnering with this. That doesn't mean that it is legit. It doesn't mean that it is, um, you know, the best company in the world. Clearly we know that now, but even when I see things like the crypto.com arena, like the Staples Center turning it, it just gets you like, you tend to like, just have that sense of like, if these big establishments are partnered with this, you do get a little bit of comfort. I absolutely do not think that that gives the financial influencers a pass, like just a slap on the wrist. Like, oh, you know, I should have known it was a mistake. I don't think that's the case because I think that they probably shouldn't be shilling this, shilling this stuff in the first place if they either aren't very, very knowledgeable of it or they've done their due diligence, they've done their research and they really know like that this is a legitimate product to push to my audience, my loyal audience. This still not excusable, but like, I just like to bring up that side of the argument that you don't hear from these diss videos is like, a lot of big companies like BlackRock and these other established companies, I think it was also the Ontario's uh, you know, teacher's pension, things like that. Um, there's a lot of smart money too that got, got fooled. I know Kevin O'Leary, I see his TikToks everywhere. Kevin O'Leary um, losing all his money at FTX. So what this goes to show is like, first of all, the financial influencers don't know what they're talking about. Smart money doesn't know what they're talking about. It's still their fault for doing that in the first place, but it is just something I'd like to throw out there. Like I personally didn't foresee that coming. That said, I also wasn't out here promoting it and pitching it. And literally like, you know, as financial influencers, what I think a lot of people don't understand, like even here, I'll speak from our channel. We did a video, for example, with Harvest. Like we're partnered with Harvest, with BMO. We post a Harvest video and I got a comment from someone saying like, this is a sponsored post. This is, you know, like, can't trust this, can't trust this. You know, this is just, you know, they're shilling stuff for, for getting paid. I'll speak on behalf of our channel for me and my father, Mark. We literally get sponsorship deals on the daily. Like I have someone on my team that sends me, you know, the, the more credible ones, but we just filter out, like, I'm not joking, daily. If not daily, every other day, we get a sponsorship package from all sorts of different companies. And 90 8% of them do not even get a, a, a question. Like we don't even look into it. There's no way we'd explore it. Yeah, you could make money doing that, but at least for our channel, we've worked with very select few. Like I said, Masterworks was, in my opinion, a mistake. And they reached out to me literally like a week or two ago, like again, wanting to do another partnership that goes to the junk mailbox. Um, we've done a number of other ones like HelloFresh and these kind of fun ones, but like the ones that we actually would partner with and do you know, videos about are the the cream of the crop ones that actually align with what we do. For example, Harvest, those income ETFs are a great solution for the right type of investor. Again, I'm not saying that that's my investment strategy and I made that clear in the videos that, hey, this is for a certain type of investor, but it is a great product, a popular product here in the Canadian market. I've done my research on these companies. They're very, very credible. Bank of Montreal is another one where they approach me and we say, hey, these are the types of ones that we work with. So although they are a sponsored post, we are vetting and we are endorsing these. Where I think that these, you know, influencers that go wrong is when they, they say they endorse, they say they vet these products, but like, they probably don't. Like, they're probably just in it for the money. And I saw some posts, which was crazy, talking about how, you know, some of the dollar figures that they were earning were like, you know, $50,000 a month, 
six figures, possibly up in the seven figure range for, for a package deal. And mm, what is that? Bone. It's just like, the money is very, very enticing is what I'm trying to say. And I think a lot of these US influencers really still should be at fault because they weren't vetting the, the the platforms. And I think what it goes to show more than like, and this is no offense to some of them because I'm legitimately friends with some of these guys. Like, like I got to meet Jeremy. And I know a bunch of these, not a bunch of them out in the States, but there are these guys who, although I do not see eye to eye with their investment strategies uh, by any means, I do respect their hustle uh, as a YouTuber. I know how hard it is to come out and post content and, and continue doing all this, you know, uh, video filming and editing and, and, and the grind that it takes. Like I know it's very, very tough. So I respect them from a YouTuber standpoint, how committed and how dedicated they are. Like, especially these people like me, Kevin um, and Graham Stefan, who literally post like daily content, sometimes multiple times a day. That is, that is very, very um, insane. And I know people could argue, oh, they're only doing it because they want to sell courses. They want this. I mean, 99% of people out there don't buy their stuff. Like to give you guys my numbers, like literally 99% of my subscribers, 90, more than 99% of my subscribers and viewers will not come and buy our academy program. They just won't. They'll just absorb the free content. They'll learn. They'll kind of hopefully get some education. They'll comment, share with their friends. They'll just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And for a very small percentage of them, they will come through and they are a good fit and they're in the market for a course. That's another thing too. If, I don't know how long this video should go, but I guess if you're listening, we can go into it. I think there's such a bad narrative about, you know, courses and rightfully so. Again, I think that a lot of people out there probably shouldn't be selling a course. They shouldn't be selling um, even knowledge and, and, and a channel if they aren't credible, if they don't have any credentials. I'm not out here trying to say I'm the expert of finance. I'm the smartest guy out there, but I have at least gone through, you know, I've gone through the, 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 the ropes. I've learned the ropes to an extent. I was licensed when I was 20. I've literally been stud studying this industry, like the exams, the courses since 2013. So that's what, seven, eight, nine years, almost a decade that I started on this, this, this journey. I worked for my father for four years, who's been doing this for 25 plus years. I was investing myself since I was 10 or 11. And even with that, I still stick to the basic financial education. Like I basically stick to what is a TFSA? What is a RSP? What are bonds? Like boring stuff like that. Obviously I do share my stock picks and you know, stocks because that's what I do. I literally look for stocks in my portfolio. I look at stocks, I share my research. Um, and you know, I think, like I said, not to say that I, I, I am you know, uh, exempt from this, but I like to at least think that myself and Mark are, are coming from a place of education. At least I hope so. These other folks down in the States, you know, I think of someone like Andre Jack, who's actually like the, the one guy I really don't like. And I don't mean to like call out a bunch of smoke and, and everything, but the one influencer I've never, ever liked was, was that guy. Um, I think he kind of just blew up out of nowhere. I think he wasn't as educated in the, the field. Um, I feel like he basically was like a little spitting image, like a little replica of Graham Stephan. And he was entertaining for sure. But in terms of like financial education, I don't think he was too, um, and still to this day, I don't think he's too credible in terms of his experience. I remember like when, when he started showing his portfolio, he owned like 200 individual dividend stocks. Like 
200 individual positions, not an ETF that had 200, like 200 little dividend stocks, like ones that you'd never know. It's just like, that's probably not the way to do it. Uh, maybe for some people, but it was just like, yeah, it's just interesting. And then you see these people like meet Kevin, who, again, I enjoy watching. Like I genuinely enjoy watching Graham Stephan. I genuinely enjoy them for entertainment. I respect the hustle, but like, it's so, it's, it's ridiculous to, to think, you know, so much about everything. It's, it's a fool's like, it's foolish to literally think you know as much as you do about everything, about the economy, about stock market, about real estate. These guys, like, for example, I, from, from my understanding, like Graham Stephan and, and me, Kevin, they actually know really what they're talking about in real estate. That's how they've got their, their come up. Like, and that's great. Like, you should talk about that stuff if that's what you specialize in. But like to talk about every single subject, these altcoins, these cryptos, these this, these this, like nobody's an expert in crypto. As we're clearly seeing now, nobody knows, even the smartest, most brilliant minds out there. So why would you come out and make videos promoting this stuff? Like, again, and I know they do say like, oh, it's not financial advice, it's not investment advice, but in a sense, it still is promoting and, and adding fuel to the fire. I think that either A, it's like, what is that, what is that saying when you're like foolishly, um, you know, you fool yourself to thinking that you know more than you do. It's either that or B, they're just like, trying to get out as much content as they want. And they're kind of playing into that YouTube game of what's trending and whatnot. And that's, again, it's the name of the game, right? It is the name of the game. But I just think for someone like me, Kevin, it's, it's really fascinating how much, um, how many areas you cover. You can't be knowledgeable in that many areas. Like even the most brightest and brilliance of minds, they do specialize in things. You know, if you want to talk about the economy, which is something I don't really talk about all that much. Like you guys notice, I don't talk about the economy that much. My dad will talk about it more, but my videos aren't really like looking at economic indicators and this or that because I don't know enough to talk about that stuff. Like I know the education, I know from a broad level, I have an understanding of it, but I'm not gonna come out here and like try to interpret financial data and like CPI reports because it's like, that's like, you gotta be a freaking expert to even have a, a grasp on what's happening and even those people don't know, right? So yeah, that's just one thing that I think is, is fascinating. Again, from their investment perspectives, like. I don't agree with any single one of their investment perspectives. Even Graham Stephan, like an index fund. Okay, I don't disagree with index fund investing because that he just says buy the S&P and go and that's the way to go. But like, I remember seeing a video somewhere where Graham was like, don't, you know, dividend stocks are bad. Don't invest in dividend stocks. And I'm thinking like, how can you be so popular and such a, such a big um, influence when you think dividend stocks are bad? Like, what? Some people will argue down in the comments below. Um, and hey, you're, everyone has a right to their opinion, but it's just like little things like this that, that, that um, you know, it just kind of boggles my, my mind a little bit. And then um, Jeremy, obviously like his stock picks, I, I don't agree with. Um, his investment style, I don't agree with, but I do, I do like the guy. Like I like him as a person. I met him. I would hope, I consider him like a, not a friend because we've only met once, but like good enough to be like, hey, I, I, and I like this guy. He's entertaining. Um, and I don't see eye to eye with his um, investment strategy, but everyone has the right to their own strategy, right? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't dislike these guys. The one guy I don't really like is Andre Jack. I'm not entirely sure why. And I don't even know, like, I probably shouldn't say that, but it's kind of true. Mm. 
multiple bones in one bite. It is not nice. That's actually one of the reasons I don't like eating fish. But um, still very important, I think, to get your healthy fats in and a good source of protein. So I'll do it anyways. But yeah, what's next? I really should have taken some notes for this. But another thought that just came to my mind, I saw a comment, by the way, just for anybody watching, someone today, and we get these from time to time, I don't usually respond to them, but somebody commented today, why do you keep deleting my comments? Like someone commented on one of our videos, why do you keep deleting my comments? We don't delete comments. We do not delete comments. The only ones we would delete is like the legit spammer bot ones. And it's actually my dad who goes through and deletes those. We have a bunch of filters in that would like get rid of those. And like, even half the time, we, we can't get to all of them. So those are the only comments we delete on our channel. And if your comment got deleted, like that could just be YouTube. That could be YouTube flagging it. Maybe there's a word in there you put that like YouTube didn't like. We will not delete the comments. Good, bad. It doesn't like, I don't have the time to do that to, compl to be completely honest. Um, personally for me. And I'm very, very certain my dad does not go through and delete the, the mean comments because it should all be... Um, Invited, the pros, the cons, uh, whether you guys are for us, against us, that's the nature of YouTube. But I think in general, like, I, I definitely don't like the direction that the, the YouTube space is heading. Like I said, it's almost uh, embarrassing now to say that, you know, I'm a financial influencer because the space is getting, you know, clogged up with not the best um, advice. And we can only control what we do. Like, we can control the type of narrative we post here on our channel, the type of content we post, um, how we do it, who we work with, who we don't. That's something that I hope you guys will always know. Like, And I think it's not very bad in the Canadian space, by the way. So the Canadian space, I don't think is affected by this whatsoever. Even though we get, like, if you ask these other guys, if you ask Daniel Pronk, if you ask uh, myself, uh, whoever these other big Canadian uh, YouTubers are, like we literally get them, the, all of these crypto projects and all of this stuff, we get it just as much as they do but I haven't noticed anything here on the Canadian side. It definitely would be way less lucrative. Like we wouldn't be getting $50,000 packages, you know, per month or, or six figure, uh, you know, packages. I don't think it's that, that, uh, that nice, but maybe that's just the friendly nature of us on the Canadian side. We don't really, you know, push that stuff too much. I know we do push obviously on our channel. One, one thing you guys could argue with is like, we push, you know, the Academy, right? We push like, oh, you know, you talk about the Academy so much or Blossom, like things that we're working on. And in my opinion, it's very different when you're pushing your own products, when you're pushing like, you know, I guess you could put it this way. If I'm pushing someone else's product, like a sponsor on the channel, I have to be very, very certain and do my due diligence that all falls on me that this is like a legit good thing for my, for my, my viewers. I owe it to you guys. Now call me biased. I genuinely believe that our course for the right person, for the right fit is a phenomenal product. Hence the responses we get, hence the feedback, hence the daily like like love that we get from our students. I'm not saying that it's for everybody. In fact, for majority of people out there, like literally probably 99 again percent people out there, our course is not for you. And less than 1% of people even click to learn about that. And then within that 1%, there's a fraction of them that it is the right fit. I think courses as well, I mean, first and foremost, courses get a very bad rep. Like Meet Kevin, for example because um, he's just constantly pushing it and there's these like, kind of like, you know, coupon codes all the time, which I think is actually quite funny. Um, hey, it's it's marketing, it's sales, like coupon codes are coupon codes. Uh, it's, it's, you know, every company has sales tactics, just FYI. 
the companies you go shop at, uh, at the stores, at the malls, they're all using sales tactics. So I don't think it's a bad thing for him to be using coupons. That's just the nature of the beast. But I do think it's bad to be, you know, promoting uh, education that maybe is not the best. Like maybe if your knowledge is not the best uh, of it, then you probably shouldn't be selling a course on it. Again, I hope and I believe that we have the background and the credentials to be teaching this stuff. And again, it's mainly like basic education and basic learning. We're not trying to teach some revolutionary thing. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't think courses in and of themselves are a bad thing. For most people out there, as I was getting at, like you don't need a course. In fact, I will, I don't do the sales calls all that much anymore, but like I have literally told probably not hundreds of people, but I've told a very large number of people over the years that, hey, you probably don't need this course. Like we do a phone call. We'd see who are we talking to? Are they young? Are they old? How much money do they have? Like for a lot of people, let's say you're just graduating university. Like let's say you're a college student and you are, you know, you got a lot of spare time on your hands. You're very tech savvy. You're all this stuff. You can go out and learn this stuff on your own. Like it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science to go out and learn to invest. You know, if you go on Reddit and you want to, you know, really vet your, your sources or you want to watch a lot of YouTube videos, you can take the time to learn it yourself. It's, it's not rocket science. But that doesn't mean that there's people out there who may very much benefit from a course. For example, let's assume you're a busy parent or you're a business owner who's very focused on your, you know, your, your job or your parenting. You have two kids. You only have a couple hours in the evening. You know, for a 40 or 50 year old like that, they may not have the luxury of, of time to go out and, you know, scour the internet for, you know, hours and hours and, you know, make little learning mistakes, you know, because maybe they're later in life or maybe they receive an inheritance and they're like, listen, I just want to do it properly. For those types of people, buying a program is very, very valuable. Like they literally are in the, the, the camp where they're like, I'm looking for a program that can streamline this, that can show me what I need to know in the shortest amount of time. Courses in themselves are not um, terrible. Again, if they're taught by properly people, taught by people that maybe should be teaching them or, or whatnot. But um, I, I do think that it is just uh, the courses get a bad rep and, and understandably so. And that's something I, I, I know fully about. Like, I totally get it. You know, you see the feedback out there here and there. But I will still firmly stand behind the fact because of all the, the people we help and the feedback we get that it is like the courses are out there and they can be very, very powerful. But I don't think that that just means anybody should create a course. I shouldn't go out and create a course on something that I don't know about. I shouldn't go out and create a course on, you know, realist, for example, if I were to try and create a product surrounding real estate or drop shipping or whatever it was, and just try to shill that when I have zero experience, like I haven't really done drop shipping. I haven't done real estate, like for the most part. And then to just try and package something up and just see what like, bundle something up and sell it, which is what a lot of people do. That's what gives the, the, the content creation space a really bad rep because people are in it for the, the money in that case. And yeah, that's just a quick word on, on, on courses. But I do think me, Kevin, for example, pushes his courses a lot, but Hey, at the end of the day, like, like I said, majority of the content is free for you guys. Like 99% of people won't buy his courses. 99% of people won't buy my courses. And that means that 99% of the, 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 the videos you watch is free content, like literally free education for you guys. You, you know, I think it's a little silly that people just complain. Like the second someone tries to monetize something, um, you know, if it's done properly, oh, you just complain, 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 complain. I think that's, little, that's wrong. Just enjoy the free content. Um, just, just, just don't buy the course. Just don't even look at it. Don't, don't do anything. Uh, I think that's fair. Like, for example, I, I watch me, meet Kevin's videos, like a lot of them just throughout the day. I just throw them on. I'm never going to buy his course. So I don't even listen. I don't even care. 
maybe there's someone out there that does really want his course and, and, and it would benefit them. Again, again, I know it's kind of conflicting because I'm not trying to say that, you know, you guys get what I'm getting at, right? I'm just, I'm just rambling at this point. But I think um, in summary, you know, I see the, the space and I, I don't feel bad for these guys. I'll be honest. I don't feel bad for these guys because they put themselves in this situation. They deserve the, the mean comments. They deserve the, the hate because there are a lot of people, you know, like people that are in way worse situations than them financially who just blindly follow their advice. I know that's on the people. Like they still need to do their own research and everything. They, the consumers have to do their own research too. But I still think the, the, the influencers that are pushing all the stuff that they don't know about are absolutely to blame. The consumers, the viewers are the ones that get hurt. Like they're the ones that are literally losing, you know, lots and lots of money. Maybe these big people lose their sponsorship deal, boohoo, this or that. But like there are people out there that trust these people and legitimately um, lost probably a lot of money. And that's really, really sad. Not just like, oh, a stock went down. Because here on the channel, I'm going to talk about stocks that do go down. That, that's, that, that's the investing. That's the stock market. But that's different than like pushing a product that I'm not entirely comfortable with. Or one that I'm not um, confident in. And have done my research and due diligence. I think they are absolutely at fault at that. And I, I honestly think that a little sorry apology video, probably not enough. Like I find it funny how they all just made apology videos at this exact same time. I think that was um, probably instructed by their agency. Like you know, the person that, that, that runs things and, and hooks them up with all these spots. Like I said, it's, I didn't see that, that for coming, but I also didn't know enough about the space. And that's why I didn't promote it to you, to you guys. But if they were willing to take on money and push it to their audience, they are still at fault. It really, really sucks. I hope you guys kind of take this as a learning uh, opportunity to be like, you know, who, be extra careful with who, who you trust and what you listen to online, including myself, like literally including myself. If I say something, go, oh, this stock's good. This stock's good. I bought this. You have to do your own research. You have to do your own due diligence because A, I could be very, very wrong. And B, I could be very wrong. And B, what's B? You just have to do your own research. Like you have to, because I'm just someone on the internet. I really hope you guys, you know, believe me when I try to say my, my, my mind is in the right place. My, my efforts are in the right place. But um, you still gotta do your own research. You still gotta you do that. Jeez, I'm gonna eat here because I've basically been sitting here for half an hour and barely eating. But I guess those are my thoughts. I'm sure there'll be more stuff that comes to mind after. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys think down in the comment section below. Thank you guys for the support. If you guys enjoy our content and uh, you know you appreciate, for the most part, we try to be very transparent with you guys. We try to be not clickbaity, not flashy, not too much entertaining, more just like boring education. Um, if you guys appreciate that, I know it's not the most exciting, but it does mean a lot to us that we have you guys supporting. And um, I mean, hey, we see all the good feedback. We see all that. So thank you, you guys. You guys mean the world to us. I keep saying us, but like, this is me speaking. I don't know what Mark's opinions are on this. This is coming from me. So yeah, I guess we'll leave it with that. The fish does taste really good, by the way, aside from the bones. We just did like a little mayonnaise, a mayonnaise. Um, I kind of improvise. I improvise my, my own little sauces here, but I have made it before. It's mayonnaise, Worcestershire sour sauce, a little bit of Dijon mustard. What else? Some garlic, obviously, some dill, and then just slapped it on and then just put it in.
and um, yeah, it tastes pretty good. Hope you guys enjoy. I will say, check out the Investing Academy down below because like I said, I'm, that's something I, I vouch for. I'm very proud of. It's something that took me years, like years to build up to what it is. The types of uh, results and feedback for the right people is something I will always stand behind. There are people like literally every day. We had two student, two new students join today. And I hope people don't think, oh, you're just a fake guru, you're this or that. Like, like I said, we're just trying to teach them what we know and what we've learned over the years. And I'm certain that these two students, because I was actually there on the sales calls with them today, I know they're going to get amazing, uh, amazing um, results from this because they were a great, great fit. And that's why they joined. Uh, as well, Blossom is another project that is like, I think this is, this is we're doing it for the right reasons. We're trying to make a, a, a change here in the Canadian space. Yes, there's financial incentive. Yes, I'm doing this as a business. Everything we do is a business, but it can still be aligned with, you know, making money and having people's best interests at hearts, I believe can still be aligned. That's something we will always try to do. And that includes the sponsored videos on our channel, like Harvest and like BMO. We fully support and endorse those. Again, those one less like one percent of the actual people that do reach out to us. So don't think that don't leave those comments like, oh, sponsored post, this is junk. It's not junk. It's the, the cream of the crop that we even considered working with that made it to the channel. Aside for that masterworks one, which again I, I I take fault for. Like I'm I'm I messed up with that. I'm not happy about that. That was also back in 2019. Um, and I've learned from that. It was maybe even earlier than that, to be completely honest with you guys. But these other influencers who are taking every spot, they're not taking every sponsorship either. That's the thing. Like they also could argue that they're just talking about the cream of the crop because they do turn down a lot of projects, but you got to know what you promote and you really got to do your due diligence. Said that a million times. Let me wrap up the video here, guys. I'm filming a video tomorrow on um, semiconductors and some research that I've been doing uh, over the weekend. And I will aim to post that one hopefully very soon for you guys within the week. I get it all edited up and whatnot. So keep an eye out for that. As always, appreciate you guys watching. Hope you enjoyed. And I'll see you guys in the next video.